Tweet at SFM Radio and at Patricia N. Dooley. Education Conversations. Let's welcome our A-team guest, uh, who's the Student Union of uh, South Africa's spokesperson, Asive Landra. Thank you very much uh, for joining us this evening. Uh, good evening, uh, Patricia, and uh, yeah, to you and to your listeners, and thank you for having us. The academic year for 2022 uh, has started. Uh, the last time we spoke was a couple of months ago as uh, the academic year for 2021 was uh, coming to a close. And the mandatory vaccination policies for most universities was already being announced. Well, as we're about to open, what is it that uh, you know students have been um, saying to you as a student union around this mandatory vaccination? Uh, I think the the, the 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 posture and the attitude of students has been consistent from the time that uh, this began uh, from last year, uh, that they are opposed to any form uh, of coercion when it comes to uh, them taking up the vaccine. Although we have not yet received, except for I think it was University of Limpopo, where uh, we have seen uh, or heard that students were, are being barred from entering their campuses based on the fact that they have not been vaccinated. Uh, so, of course, the week that we are leading up to, uh, we we are expecting that many students will be coming back onto campus, and I suppose that is where we will really get to see uh, at the impact uh, of uh, these decisions uh, to mandate the vaccinations that has been taken by some of the institutions. So students are still standing on their stance, and now that uh, the universities are also not changing their stance, what will then happen to the, 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 the continuation of education? And I worry about both students who are coming in for the first time into higher education institutions and students who are supposed to complete their studies or continue their studies. We're really hoping that uh, students, or rather universities, uh, will come to their senses as we are still engaging uh, with them. Uh, in the event that they do not come to their senses, uh, we would obviously have to, uh, because we appreciate that in hoping that this is something that can be done around the table, but in the event that that is not possible and they are not willing to be reasonable, uh, then obviously uh, the choices uh, we will be limited to a few choices uh, that would include uh, protests, but also uh, legal action, uh, and not necessarily limited to those, but those are some of the actions that we foresee unfolding uh, uh, based on, uh, uh, yes, in the event that these universities are not able to play ball. Uh, Because I think it's really not difficult. Uh, Many sectors of society uh, uh, have been able to open maybe not to 100% capacity, some of them 200% capacity. Uh, uh, and there has not been a, you know, we, we are not seeing this level of uh, unreasonableness as we are seeing from institutions. And it's just also just out of step with even the pace that government is leading us as far as the pandemic is concerned. All right. So you say if the universities that don't, uh, you know, come to the party, they don't play along, they don't agree, they don't come to an amicable decision that will be suitable for all students, learners, um, and and as well as the educators. Then there's some actions that you're going to take. How long are you giving the institutions to to come to the party? 
Uh, I think uh, it's not necessarily a matter of how long. Uh, in the event that, uh, as we had said last year, uh, when the students come back, uh, we expect that all students must be allowed to get onto campus. Uh, uh, in the event that that does not happen, I suppose because at that particular point in time, there will be a direct uh, in, uh, uh, infringement on the rights of the students, then we will have to act on it at that particular time. Hence, I say that we have not yet received any uh, uh, reports except for a few isolated incidents where students are being barred from entering their campuses based on the fact that they've chosen not to vaccinate. So, But I suppose this is probably the come before the storm uh, because uh, the students are coming back. The one thing is guaranteed is that on Monday, universities, all, all universities should be flooded with students that would be returning to campus. A-team, as we are talking about uh, the mandatory vaccinations that South African, well, some South African higher education institutions have uh, implemented, and they say 2022 is the year. Um, if you're not vaccinated, whether you're a student or you're a staff, you will not be given access into the university. Our guest has also just mentioned that um, in the University of Limpopo, this has been the case. Uh, some students have been barred from entering the university because of a their vaccination status. Please do join in on the conversation. Let me hear from you. What are your thoughts on this? And uh, what what can be done, perhaps? What should be done for um, the universities to be able to reach an amicable, um, um, you know, and considerate um, uh, playing field for students, educators, and everyone involved? Because it involves the entire country when students are not able to access universities. Um, and um, yeah, our guest is Student Union of South Africa's spokesperson, Asive uh, Landra. Call in on 011-714-2006 or you can WhatsApp 614 SMSs go to 41391. I've got an A-team uh, on the line, Joseph, who wants to weigh in on the conversation. Joseph, good evening. Good evening, Joseph. Joseph, are you there? Yes, I'm here. How are good you, evening. Patricia? Good, thank you. Yes, can you hear me? Loud and clearly now. Yes. Is it Patricia? It's Patricia here. You're on air on SFM. Okay. Joseph, you called the station. Do you want to comment or ask a question around the topic? Yes, I will. I, will, I, I want to comment on the. Okay, go the, ahead. The topic. Yes. Go ahead, Joseph. Yes. Uh, thank you very much for uh, the opportunity. I just heard the, uh, the spokesperson of the Sausa there. But I don't understand. He's saying that uh, the university management sometimes they're unreasonable. I'm also a student at the University of Rennes last year. But it looks like uh, the SRC leadership are not reasonable. Because if university is where we generate knowledge, we are students doing science. We are the ones who are supposed to guide the community from the pandemic that we are facing with empirical knowledge and evidence. And if the majority of the SRC are just doing political science, they are doing gender and youth studies, they are not thinking scientifically, where are we going as a country? 
All right, Joseph, um, I'm, I'm going to keep you on the line so that uh, Asive can weigh in because you speak of the student unions who are not being reasonable. Stay on the line for me. Asive, please respond. You see, uh, I think it is particularly because of the fact that uh, of the realities that the caller brings that we, ask, we do not support the mandatory vaccinations uh, because we are scientific in our approach. Uh, we said and we still affirm and maintain that we encourage and we support that all students must vaccinate. We have been running vaccination drives across the whole country as trying to ensure that as many students and if possible, all students are able to vaccinate. However, because inherently because of that which the caller is saying, because universities are spaces where we, where we expect that science must prevail, Intellectual discourse debate using facts and science should ensue in an institution of higher learning. If there is sufficient scientific medical evidence that suggests that the vaccine is, is, is effective, is the, probably one of the most effective ways in fighting the pandemic, which we agree, we largely agree, all of us globally. Therefore, institutions have a responsibility to persuade the students. So the first people, the caller is very misled, by the way, because you can't say when we are responding unreasonably to an unreasonable, uh, 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 to an unreasonable uh, 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 attack and an assault on our constitutional rights, we can't be told that we are being unreasonable. If he, he wants to be fair, he must ask himself, he says he's in universe, how many programs and how many interventions have been made by the leadership of Univen to ensure that they drive up vaccinations without using a very cheap and a lazy draconian tactic of forcing people to vaccinate. Why do you want to force people when you can persuade them in an institution of higher learning as to why they should take the vaccine? You are forcing them as if you do not believe in the... In fact, by forcing them, you are undermining the very science that the caller speaks of. So we're not being unreasonable. And we can't allow, if being unreasonable means protecting the constitutional rights of students, then we do not mind taking home the trophy at the end of the day of the most unreasonable people, uh, uh, students. All right, uh, Joseph, you've heard what Asifa says. Um, do, you, do you have any further comments? Yes, I, I just want to say this. Uh, I agree with whatever he's saying, but the problem is there are two groups now of students, those who are vaccinated and those that are unvaccinated. But why those who are not vaccinated are forcing to join the students who are vaccinated? If they, those who didn't vaccinate, they are saying that they have the right. If in those who vaccinated also, they have the right not to join those who didn't vaccinate. Why those who didn't vaccinate are forcing those who vaccinated to be in the same place? All right. It's it's actually no. The caller is very mistaken. Okay, go ahead. He's very mistaken. I don't even think he understands my argument, or he understands the Constitution of South Africa. You can't say so. so the students have a base. All everyone, all of those students, whether vaccinated or not, they have the, a basic right, as prescribed in the Constitution, to education. That is their right then the Constitution further affords them in Section 12 of the Constitution a right to choose whether they want to vaccinate or not. Therefore, 
why must this, if, if everyone is exercising their constitutional rights, or why why should other people's exercise of uh, of their constitutional rights take preeminence uh, uh, over uh, uh, the other one? We can't allow that. It is the right of students to be in campus. You can't say why do they want to be on campus with unvaccinated. It is their constitutional right to be on campus. Go go ahead, uh, uh, viewer. Um, we've Asive, we've just lost our caller. Yes, no, the students do not need. They do not need a special permission to exercise their basic human rights. Their basic human rights. Why must they be permitted? And a special or must. In fact, what the caller is suggesting, as many other people have suggested, is that people who choose to exercise their constitutional right not to vaccinate. And people who choose to exercise their constitutional right to education must be ostracized. They must be cast aside and they must be excommunicated based on the fact that they have chosen to, 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 to exercise their constitutional rights. Surely we should not be able to, we should not accept that. Mm. Well, look, I, I hear all sides of the argument, but my question still stands. When students are now supposed to go in in their numbers into these higher education institutions, which is going to be taking place from next week, when they are barred, when they are um, denied entry into these premises, will action be taken or will you just go with uh, the, the, the mandate that these universities have given? No, and, action will be taken. And this action, you say it will be action, um, firstly, legal. You also mentioned that, that it will be a protest. Yes. Working with, obviously, uh, the union uh, is made up of its it, it basic members, despite the fact that we represent all. In fact, we represent all students in the country by the virtue of the fact that all SRCs are affiliated uh, from the transition universities are affiliated to our union. And obviously, we will intervene to the extent to which those respective SRCs are willing to go. So in the event that an SRC uh, uh, chooses to take a particular posture, not to protest, obviously, as they are empowered by the Higher Education Act to take that particular decision. So if that's the decision that they take, then they will, we will not interfere uh, with, each, with, with uh, what each SRC would be saying. But at a broad and at a general level, and up until today, there is not one single institution from the nine institutions where an SRC from those institutions has told us that they support mandatory vaccinations. So in the event that those SRCs are willing to work with us to uh, fight this thing to its logical conclusion, most definitely protests we should be able, we should expect, and we should expect a, a, a legal uh, a challenges uh, brought to our courts. Asive, you know, when I hear the word students and protests going hand in hand, I just remember the fees must fall um, protests, of which claimed some lives. There was damage to property. Young people were just, you know, in, in, in a bad position. Should they be protests, how are they going to be handled differently this year if it does come to that? Handled differently in which manner? Well, I'm, I'm thinking about how uh, fees must fall. Just, you know, we lost lives. Properties were damaged. Um, you know, students' education was disrupted. So if you are saying if the, the universities don't come to the party, one of the actions will be protests. How will they be handled differently so that students are protected, properties are protected as well? 
I think we must disabuse ourselves from the notion that protests are violent. Uh, violence is one thing, protest is one thing. It's two completely different things. And and I agree with you with that. But we've noticed and we noted from Fees Much Falls that it's not always from the student's point of view. Sometimes it's from law enforcement. So that's why my question, how will we ensure that young people are protected? Unfortunately, I can only speak on protest. I can't speak on violence Mm. because I would be speaking on a premeditation of violence. Mm. Uh, uh, And inherently, protests are not violent. Violence always emanates from individuals who are violent in nature. Uh, uh, and the state sometimes that is violent in nature. The students that we have lost, if not all of them, we have always lost to them at the hands of uh, uh, the state, uh, of uh, uh, brutal and uh, police. All reports that have been done and all commissions have gone on to to suggest that that police are untrained, they are brutal, uh, 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 and they do not know how to do effective crowd management control. In fact, what we have then also seen is that the propensity for violence or towards violence is often always as a result of instigation by law enforcement where they instigate violence. Do we have criminal elements sometimes from students? Yes, that one I am not going to shy away from. We have seen incidents where there are criminals amongst us as students who masquerade as uh, activists and the students who will go on to ban buildings, estates, cars, etc. That we condone, we've always condoned, we will always condone because that is violence. That is not a protest. It is violence and we must separate them. So I will never speak of a protest and speak of mitigation of violence in the same sentence because I am suggesting to the public that uh, tend them to protest there is violence. Violence is often and always a, 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 a an unintended consequence that comes from violent people and not from the protest itself. We have seen countless protests where not one life has been lost, where not one building has been lost, and not one car has been burned down, which shows us that protests are not necessarily inherently violent. However, when there are violent elements within us, such as thuggish steps officers, and uh, some uh, thugs that infiltrate us as students and want to become thugs, then that is where we see violence. But uh, really and generally, uh, uh, when I speak of a protest, it must not be read with violence. I am speaking of a protest that is well within the confines of the law, because that is what we are doing. We are fighting for the constitutional rights of students, and therefore we will always find ourselves and seek to ensure that we find ourselves within the confines of the law. Where there is violence and violence rises, we will have to isolate it and deal with it and hope that the law enforcement will be able to deal with violence, violence from their own ranks, but also violence from elements that might have come within the student body and student ranks, that they must deal with that violence and the law must take its course.
All right, Asive, here's a message here from Rodney, who's in uh, Zumeri, who says, weeks after the closing dates uh, for both UJ and other universities, UJ announced vaccine mandates. This requirement disadvantages the children we applied for. They should have mentioned the vaccine mandate during the application period. It seems that we also have a quick voice note we're going to go to, and then we can wrap our conversation. Sorry, the question is... It wasn't a question, it was a comment. As members of the community, we hold the universities in high regard. And when we look at university students and all the people that graduate, we look at them as critical thinkers. As such, uh, we would have hoped that... uh, in dealing with COVID-19, they are the ones who would take the leading role in thoroughly debating, including spaces where government is too lazy to think universities should have thoroughly been debating these issues. Because sometimes we are given uh, falsehoods, even by government itself, and in turn it accuses others of peddling falsehoods, but them themselves are peddling falsehoods. So. Universities were our last resort, but now if they are also falling hook and sinker into the lies that we are being fed, then how do we trust these universities? Um. Yeah, uh, well, here A-teamers are also saying how do we trust the universities when they are falling hook, line and sinker. Asive, as we wrap up, what are your closing comments? Our closing comment is that uh, we um, we encourage and we must encourage now more than ever that students must go out in their numbers and to vaccinate. We can affirm purely based on the science that the vaccine is safe and that the vaccine will stand them a better chance at fighting the uh, pandemic, but it will also protect their families. They will be congregated with many other students, and if they are vaccinated, and at home, also people are vaccinated. They must also encourage their families to vaccinate. They will be protected against whatever that they might come across in the way of COVID. But also we believe that it is important for them to vaccinate because if majority of them can vaccinate to all of them, we believe that we can finally get to 100% capacity and fully open our lecture halls so that all students are receiving contact classes because this is absolutely crucial not only for them receiving adequate teaching and learning, but for the credibility and the integrity of our degrees. And that also to say that a, 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 a government must take a lead and they must coordinate the sector, they must not be lazy, they must not allow a situation where institutions are behaving as silos. These are public institutions. They must not act out of step and out of sync with the rest of the country as led by the government. We cannot allow that. We are not going to allow that. We are saying all students, if students are not allowed to enter the campus because they have chosen not to vaccinate, we are saying they must enter by force. Uh, 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 And to the extent to which universities are willing to be reasonable, they must also be reasonable. But if universities are not willing to be reasonable, they must even be double unreasonable and ensure that they access what belongs to them as guaranteed in our constitution. Thank you very much, Asif. We'll be following this one very, very closely, especially from next week as you open up. So I think we might have another conversation. Thank you for joining us.
Thank you very much, Patricia. It's 20 minutes to 11. Um, and uh, remember that Mudupi Mahalimela is going to give us a Wola update at 11 o'clock of the news. Right now, we're going to get into our social conversation, speaking mental health and those New Year's resolutions that sometimes get us so stressed and anxious.